Yeah, if you played sports as a kid, you probably got some trophies somewhere. We were digging around in the basement during the pandemic. I got a lot of junk that I've saved over the years, and I've told stories how a friend in Chicago would say, hey, hey bring the kids a souvenir. Would you, you got something sport? They know you're, you're a sports guy. Bring them something. And I would always just go to the basement and dig around. Had a Scott Rowland autograph bat. Of course, his kids had to Google who Scott Rowland was. But during the pandemic, I vowed to clean up a little bit in the basement. A lot of old stuff from my grade school days. And every once in a while, you'd find a trophy. And it would just say, CYC, sixth grade. And I'm looking at it saying, well, did we win a tournament? Did I, did I just make the team? Did we finish in third place at the St. Michael's in Shrewsbury? You know, Christmas holiday tournament? I don't know. So everybody's got a trophy somewhere. Played any sports at all, you got a trophy. That's the joke. I get it, right? Everyone gets a trophy. But what about at a very high level when you start accumulating victories and championships? And our guest on the Kilcoin Conversation is Nafisa Collier who was a star basketball player as a prep in St. Louis at Incarnate Word, highly recruited, chooses to play college ball at UConn for Gina Oriema, and then ends up in the WNBA, Rookie of the Year for the Minnesota Lynx. And then just recently, St. Louis's own Nafisa Collier playing for the U.S. Women's Olympic team in Tokyo, and they brought home the gold. And of course they brought home the gold. The U.S. women have won eight straight gold medals in basketball. They have a 55-game winning streak at the Olympic level. And I don't care how dominant they've been or expected to be. That's hard to do, to not have a clunker. I mean, we saw it with the men, exhibition, and early on at the Olympics, losing games, everybody's freaking out. But it happens, you know. Just not having your best game every now and then. Well, for the U.S. women... That winning streak started in 1996. 55 straight Olympic wins. And Nafisa Collier, part of that team, one of their younger players, and didn't get as many minutes probably as she would like, but a gold medal winner. And I suspect she'll be part of the Olympic team the next time around and probably getting more minutes. So the the trophy case that I started with for Nafisa Collier would be three state titles in high school. Now, keep in mind, she transferred, her family moved from Jeff City and started uh, at Incarnate Word her sophomore year. So she only played three years of high school basketball at Incarnate Word, and they won three state titles. She went to UConn. They won a national championship. Uh, WNBA Rookie of the Year, and now a gold medal winner. And I wanted to find out about life over there in Tokyo. So much talk leading up to the summer games Should they just cancel it? Why are they doing this? All right, there's going to be no fans. There's going to be no fun for the athletes. That's what it sounded like. And maybe unless you won, it wasn't really a lot of fun because it was just so clamped down. So we talked to her about life in the somewhat Olympic bubble, winning a gold medal, dealing with all that pressure, her career to date, what those goals are moving forward. And I mentioned this in the interview. Earl Austin said to me, Earl Austin of the St. Louis American the guru of prep sports. And he said he believes that Nafisa is the only St. Louis female to ever win a gold medal in basketball. And we really can't think of anybody else. So another thing to 
to put on the shelf for the former star at Incarnate Word, played for Dan Rolfus and those powerhouse teams. And a very cool moment during her college career, they came back, played St. Louis U, and while in town, Incarnate Word, her high school, retired her jersey. So she's accomplished a lot at a young age. We caught up during the pandemic, and after winning the gold medal, I said, you know what, it's time to circle back, and let's talk a little basketball with her. Nafisa Collier is the subject of the Kilcoin Conversation, presented, as always, by B&G Tuck Pointing. They are the best in the bricks. And all around St. Louis, so many brick homes. The key to keeping it looking nice, looking new, is to make sure you keep up with the tuck pointing. I started with B&G with a garage in South City. I was living down there, St. Louis Hills. My brick garage starting to fall apart. Called B&G and all of a sudden, man, that garage, it honestly was, to my discredit, it was starting to look dilapidated. And they came into the tuck, but all of a sudden it looked brand new again. They do amazing work. BGTuckPointing.com, the website. Get a free estimate for your project, which includes foundation repair and waterproofing. Call Rich Galati, the owner, directly at 314-363-0525. 314-363-0525. It's B&G Tuck Pointing, the best in the bricks. Triad Bank, one of my longtime sponsors, been in St. Louis since 2005. That's when they started a St. Louis-based bank, five-star rated, growing each and every year. And a big part of that is the customer service. People that do business with Triad Bank rave about just the friendly nature of all the folks there. Getting business done, that's serious stuff, but you can also have people who were polite, friendly, the whole process. Doesn't always happen that way in the banking world. Check out my friends at Triad Bank in Frontenac on Clayton Road or stop by. Stop by or... Stop by on the web, triadbanking.com. Appliance discounters, where you know the drill. Looking for an appliance and everything's backed up. Everything's COVID's fault. Can't get anything delivered. Oh, that's great. You picked it out. All right, it'll be there in two months. Well, that stinks. You want that washer, dryer, stove, refrigerator? You want it in a couple of days? Make sure you're doing business with appliance discounters. 80,000 square foot warehouse in downtown St. Louis. So they have tons of inventory, and that includes General Electric, GE. Great name, great value. GE rebates on top of it all. So get that appliance delivered quickly. Appliance discounters all around the St. Louis area and on the web. It's theappliancediscounters.com where their savings are your savings. And Marie Villa Senior Living, corner of Clayton and Wideman Road, 60-acre campus. Beautiful spot for your retirement years. Take a virtual tour at mariedevilla.com. Assisted Living, Villa Estates, all part of the campus there in West County. Such a great spot, too. And they have the giant Christmas tree. Fountains turned red during a Cardinal playoff run. Who knows? Maybe we'll see those. Maybe for a one-game playoff against the Dodgers. But you might see the red fountains back this October. Great folks. MarieDevilla.com. Let's get to it. It's the Kilcoin Conversation with... Nafisa Collier, we caught her while traveling with her team, the Minnesota Lynx of the WNBA. Well, I wanted to start with the experience in Tokyo itself. I know there were a lot of restrictions and it wasn't real social for anybody. How, how weird was it? What Were you sort of in like an Olympic bubble? Uh, it was weird. Um, we were kind of in a bubble. We weren't actually in the village like a lot of the athletes were. We were in our own hotel with the men's basketball team and then like women's soccer and tennis. 
but it was definitely, you know, pretty strict. We weren't really even allowed to go outside to take walks. So kind of just to our hotel and to the arena and back. And as somebody who's accomplished a lot in the game of basketball, what, what did it feel like just being there? I mean, you've been at a big stage. I mean, when you play at UConn, you're used to huge games and winning a national championship. But what was the vibe like knowing it was the international world watching? It's a lot different. It's such an amazing feeling, um, you know, going to to the Olympics is something that I've always dreamed about doing. And even though, you know, it was different, obviously, with COVID, it was still such an amazing experience. So to play with the players that I was able to um, play with and to learn from them and to have that experience was just unforgettable. What What's the conversation like with the team? Because and I did a commentary back here in St. Louis and it was for the women and the men in basketball. I mean, everybody just expects you guys to win, you know, it's, and it's like, great. Oh, they won. But it's almost like, yeah, well, they're supposed to win. What, what is it like with that pressure? And I just wondered how much you guys even talked about it. We do talk about it. Um, and you know, it's a good pressure because it comes from winning in the past and it's a tradition that we want to continue on doing, obviously. Um, you know, the level of play is getting so high. It's not like we're, like, yes, we were the favorite to win, but other countries are catching up and they have great players and it was good games. Um, so the competition is definitely rising all around the world. And, you know, I hope it continues to be that we're always the favorite to win. And I think that's what USA basketball wants is to have that pressure because it means that we're doing great things. I think it's seven straight gold medals for the U.S. women in a 55 game Olympic winning streak, stunning. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing a few years from now, you plan on you're young. You plan on doing it again? Hopefully, that is definitely the plan. I would love to go to Paris for the next one. And what about the gold medal? Do you get to keep that? Do you get to bring it home? Do you hide it under the bed? What do you do with it? <laughs> I do get to keep it. Um, they are sending a case for us to put it in. Some people put it, you know, in the bank. Some people, I'll probably just keep it at home so I can see it. <laughs> Now, any family or friends over there, or was that not even possible? No, not possible. Yeah. I mean, people weren't even allowed to bring, like, their kids, so definitely no plus ones. What, was it kind of lonely in a sense, too? Because normally when you win a big game, you turn around and there's family and friends. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't really lonely because I had my teammates and, you know, hung out with the men's basketball team. And, you know, we were kind of there for a business trip. You knew what it was. And, you know, yes, it's hard to be in that bubble, but you're doing it for the Olympics. It's not like it's normal everyday life. So it definitely made it worth it. I know over the years we would talk about Jojo White, who's a great St. Louis basketball player, went to the Celtics. He won a gold medal playing for the U.S. Earl Austin, who knows more about high school sports than any of us ever will. He believes you are the only female from St. Louis to win a gold medal in basketball and if he says it, then I believe it's true. What, what does that mean to you when you hear that? Uh, it's awesome. You know, I love representing St. Louis. And again, this has always been such a dream of mine. So to be able to win that gold and to, you know, hopefully have St. Louis rooting me on too, is just such an awesome feeling. And you won a gold in China, right? As a younger player. Tell me about that tournament. Yeah, the Youth Olympics. Um, so I was there for three on three actually, instead of five on five, but it was, I did get to experience, you know, the Olympic village a little bit more that time it was in Nanjing, China. So that was also such a, such a cool experience. And that time we actually did get to see like other sports and things like that. So it was really cool. How how cool for you though, the game of basketball, you get to travel the world, you know, isn't it? I mean, we all have jobs and we all complain about stuff, but I would think 
what you've been able to achieve at a young age too, how much fun is it? And how grateful are you to think I'm seeing the world because of basketball? Absolutely. I'm so grateful. The experiences that I've had with basketball are just something that I wouldn't have with anything else. So traveling the world, the relationships that I've had, friendships, things like that. Um, I'm so grateful to the game of basketball for giving me the opportunity to have those things. Was it hard to be in Tokyo or in Japan? I don't know. Have you ever been to Japan before this? No, that was my first time. It was a beautiful country. So clean, so green. I wish we got to explore a little bit more. Like I said, we weren't really allowed to do that. But um, from what I saw of it, it was so pretty. That's what I was thinking. It'd be like torture, like you're on a bus and saying, oh, that looks like a cool place. Oh, that looks fun. Like yet. Mm -hmm. and, and so you got a view of it. So I guess maybe you'd want to go back one day and get the true experience. I would love to go back. Like I said, it was so pretty. Um, and to actually have Tokyo experience, that's definitely something I want to go back and do. Because there were so many COVID guidelines and precautions, was it ever like nerve wracking or stressful? And on, on the men's side, some guys tested positive, they had to come back. Was it, was that aspect of it ever stressful? Not really, especially because last year in the bubble, we had this exact same thing where we're testing every day. And this time, all of us were vaccinated. You know, a lot of the men's players weren't vaccinated. So I don't know if they worried about that more. But we were we were getting tested every day. We knew that they were taking every precaution to make us safe. And so um, they really try to make it as much of so you don't have to worry about that. And you can just focus on um, whatever your sport is as possible. So I felt totally safe and comfortable. So state titles at Incarnate Word, national championship at UConn, gold medal at the Olympic level. I'm going to guess here, WNBA championship is, is next on the to-do list. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> tell, and tell us now, you've been there a couple of years, been an all-star a couple of years. You were the rookie of the year. I think that's when we talked last was during the pandemic. Um, how's the season going? Looks like you're leading them in points. Tell us about your WNBA career. Yeah, it's going really well. We're on a hot streak right now. I'm going to the break and then we just had a game yesterday. Now we have, you know, four games in like six days or something like that. So um, it's definitely fast paced and we're here in Connecticut right now. We have two games down here. It's so fun. You know, I love my team. Uh, we had a lot of new people this year. And so to learn about them, to play with them, it's been such a cool experience. So I'm really excited to see what we can do in the future. And when you guys win gold, do you think it helps elevate the brand, the game all across the U.S. for younger girls thinking about playing and maybe making even a career of it? Yeah, that's one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is being role models for younger girls and keeping them in sports and giving them someone to look up to. So I definitely hope that we've done that um, for some people this year. What was it like when you got back home and got to see everybody to truly celebrate with friends and family? It was so cool. Everyone was so welcoming, so excited for us. Um, we've had lots of things that we've had to do since we got, we've gotten back, you know, with the team and like press conferences and things like that. So you can definitely feel the love around here. Well, you never know when you come back to St. Louis, they may recognize you. Jackie Joyner Kersey tells this story. So when she wins, it's overseas. Like nobody's there that knows her. It's so far away. She comes back and she said she's in East St. Louis at the grocery store and they get on the PA announcer and said, Jackie Joyner Corsi is an aisle five. She just won an Olympic gold. So you're going to carry that time <laughs> forever. Uh, enjoy it. And, uh, thanks for catching up with us. Yeah, thank you. What a great career at such a young age. You're going to hear that name a lot more. And I'm sure at the Olympic level as well. And the next time around, it'll be fun to see her playing in Paris and maybe even a little more involved in the scoring for the U.S. women's team. And when they get to Paris, they will pick up 
winning streak will be on hold until then of 55 straight at the Olympic level. That is unbelievable. Thanks to her for checking in, and we thank you for listening as always. We're on Spotify, iTunes, all segments posted at scoopswithdannymac.com. I'm Martin Kilquin. Look forward to talking to you again soon, and don't forget our great sponsors, Triad Bank. Second location will be coming soon on Olive Road. Marie de Villa Senior Living. Take the virtual tour at mariedevilla.com. B&G Tuck Pointing. Make sure you call Rich Galati. Tell me you heard Martin talking about him. Decided to have that tuck pointing work done. Get that estimate at 363-0525. 313-0525-BGTuckPointing.com. And Appliance Discounters. One of the St. Louis success stories. Started real simple. One location on Watson over in Webster. It was Denise Bradley and her husband, John. Her brother, Tony. That was it. The three of them. And now they've grown to be throughout the entire area. Check them out at theappliancediscounters.com. We'll talk to you again soon.